0: The Summer Skate Studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, presented by Ice Time Hockey West.com and brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and Behind the mask.com's your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at Behind the Mask.com. Indiana Tech University. For ticket and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to indianatechwarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch. or During your next office party, We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey, power school athletics tradition, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at ugahockey.com. College Hockey, Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture, and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com, maryville.edu. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey. Intense rivalries, championship aspirations, and more. For schedule and ticket information, go to goyoumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All
2: right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app. A Wednesday night, which means it's time for American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Bloomington, Minnesota, where it's not beautiful anymore. (laughs) The sun has set, and the thunderstorms are moving in, and uh, there will be a little rain in the Twin Cities tonight. Hopefully nothing too severe. Um, My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful Maybe they call Las Vegas, Nevada, or if you're a hockey fan, it's Simply Vegas. Steven, how are you? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Simply Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, whatever people want to uh, to do. But uh, we're, we're kind of going to get some uh, storms, too. We might get some uh, pieces of uh, what's going to be Tropical Storm Hillary uh, by the time it gets near the uh, California. But... Uh, <clears throat> It could get some pretty interesting rain the next few days. So I don't know how nice it's going to be, but, uh, the weather, the temperature will be nice. It'll be in the the eighties. And then we've had some nineties mixed in. So
2: but humidity, (laughs) there's this little thing called humidity Humidity. that you have to deal with when you're in the upper Midwest.
1: (laughs) Well, there'll be a little bit of humidity here with with these storms. So
2: (laughs) yeah, I hear you. I hear you anyway. Um, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20, we roll on. We've got uh, more good things to talk about today. Um, schedules are starting to break yes. just a little yes. bit. Uh, I, I know you've I, seen I, some, right?
1: Oh, yes, yes. I, I And I don't know if this is interesting because I don't know if they've officially and kind of announced that their schedule is out yet. I know they said it was coming. I'm talking about UNLV, of course. But I went to their website today. They already have their games on their website. So I, I did see, uh, there. I was looking at their schedule a little earlier. Uh, whether it's been officially put out there or not, but it's officially on their website. So that's on them, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's uh, nice. That's, uh, that's-
2: have a new coach yeah. at uh, Oregon. I understand.
1: A new coach at Oregon. Yes. Yes. Uh, ah, you keep track of all these things I send you throughout the week. Good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you think? I don't pay attention to you. Of course okay. I do.
1: I guess it was last night. I sent it to you. It wasn't that long ago.
2: I also found out there's a new head coach at Missouri state. I think it was the best kept secret ever, but um, Tom Winkler, the uh, assistant from Lindenwood last year on their D one NCAA D one program is now the head coach with the Missouri state ice bears. So I don't know how they kept that a secret because uh, I know Tom a little bit and, uh, Congratulations to uh, taking over that program. Of course, Jeremy Law and Cliff Cook moved on to Drury University, a uh, currently ACHA D two program. And goodness gracious, are they making their mark on the D two world?
1: Well, yeah that that is going to be uh, that's going to be a pretty good uh, D two team because you've got those guys running the ship there at uh, at Drury, and and of course they have a lot of experience at the ACHA M one level with Missouri State. So I'm sure they're going to put good things into that. That program uh, there at Drury, so that's exciting. But uh, you know, you look at today. Today is what August 16th. Uh, yeah, we could say the date on this. You know, this this isn't time. This isn't uh, evergreen. We can timestamp this. August 16th is today, and uh, some of these some of these games are about a month away. If you look at some of these schedules and stuff. So uh, I'm gonna get your sleep in now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, don't go with that hibernation stuff again. You're done with the hibernation. hibernation it's well, over
1: the hibernation <laughs> opportunity is over with you know you you kept me from having hibernation so hopefully that doesn't make me cranky when it comes time for hockey season to start. oh but stop I ha- it <laughs> i have been able to pass the time by by watching uh, clips of uh, the golden knights winning the stanley cup because oh yeah, oh, that yeah. Happened here we go two months ago here we two go shake we the just, pom-poms we just passed two months on that actually so uh it's yeah, what? Hard. I got
2: to break away just for a second. What the heck's this story about Mark Stone playing with a broken wrist, uh, in, in game hockey. five and hockey scoring a hat are, trick. I watched him lift the trophy. I didn't see any broken wrist.
1: Hockey players are tough but animals, aren't they? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look Congrats. at,
1: look at, look at what, what Kachuk was playing, dealing with in, in that series too, that, uh, <laughs> he played, tried to play through. So, uh, uh, I'm sure there was a few, uh, Golden Knights players a little banged up that night, but, uh, when you're running on adrenaline and you've got, uh, your eyes w- wide open to a Stanley cup and he ends up getting a hat trick. And, uh, I think he probably took probably some, some painkillers, I'm sure some stuff to kind of numb, numb the pain that night. Uh, it certainly looked that way. And then, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure in subsequent days and certainly at the parade, because uh, I'm sure he was lifting it a lot, uh, that night too. And stuff. So, uh, yeah.
2: yeah, I don't think there was enough pain in the world to keep no. him from lifting that up. No. Uh, so anyway, that I I digress a little bit, but that just and happened about- to break on the Pat McAfee uh, podcast. Yeah, Pat, yeah. you're welcome.
1: Yeah, Pat McAfee getting always, always getting the new. He's, I guess that's why he's going to be on the, the the worldwide leader. I mean, he, he gets the uh, he gets all the scoop from all these guys. Uh, you know, between Aaron Rodgers, who's a regular guest on his show, and now we get all we get all our Golden Knights news from from that show now. <laughs> apparently, with Michael was on it and Stone. And,
2: when are you going to get in there? When are you going to get in there and start getting the news for us?
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Uh, well, you're gonna you're gonna crack that bubble sooner rather than later. But anyway, this this is the night that we talk about the uh, non-varsity teams on the American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty. If you're not familiar with the name change and what we do, we like to highlight programs that. Uh, are shooting for championships, right? I mean, there's teams that, and, and God bless them all for playing the great game of hockey, but there are teams that are simply out there uh, to continue to play at the collegiate level. And there are other teams, and I believe uh, there's 20, 30 or so uh, in ACHA, D1, and maybe, uh, let me say M1 and M2, that uh, pride themselves on trying to look and act and play like a championship team, whether it be at any ACHA level or at the NCAA level. And that's what we want to highlight. We got a great guest coming up just a few minutes to join us tonight from Michigan Dearborn. We got the head coach. So uh, when we bring him on here in just a few minutes, we'll uh, we'll dig into what's going on at uh, Michigan Dearborn. And uh, we'll we'll ask him about some things that happened last year because they, they took on Arizona and that was a big deal. And, um, you know what they play in a very tough conference they play with a group of teams out east if you will midwest east whatever um that compete every year for titles and a lot of times win the title so we'll have that in just a minute um i wanted to get to you know just a couple of minor things like uh, you you see the teams and you, you know my word right relevance you see a lot of teams that are staying relevant by posting who they're signing who's coming out of their team um, where they expect to go, you see the schedule release, you see fights, you see all of that stuff. To I like me, I like that to you're. Me, championship.
1: Ling- I like that you're getting with the new lingo of posting. You can't say the, the T word anymore because uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's no longer <laughs> called tweets. It's called
2: posts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a post. It's not it's that. It's not now. a tweet because it's X, right? Uh, you got to go to X, and you got to follow X. us on X. I'm <laughs> X. There you go. You're getting it down.
1: You're getting Oh yeah. You're getting, they, caught, up uh, with Elon. You're getting caught up with Elon's language.
2: <laughs> I, I'm young at heart. That's what they say. I'm young at heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring on our special guest for tonight, the uh, the head coach from Michigan Dearborn. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes to uh crank things up. How about that?
0: Championship, pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all of the HCA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to AdrianBulldogs.com
3: The University of Arizona Wildcats returned to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a
1: national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us
0: on social media. Bear down and rise up. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs, or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jesseraysbarbecue.com, And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W-1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. The university of michigan dearborn with 130 courses of undergraduate study and 80 postgraduate and doctoral programs as well as our own on-campus arena allows you to grow as a student and a championship level hockey player the ACHA m one team looks to continue its climb in the national rankings as it takes on schools like indiana tech and adrian and in the classroom you get the advantage of small classes with a 16 to 1 student faculty ratio at an affordable price if this seems like the right fit for you be it on or off the ice see us at umdearborn.edu or at athletics.umdearborn.edu welcome back to
4: another segment of ithsw podcast's american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast
2: Indeed it is. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Bloomington, Minnesota. Um, finishing up some work up here and doing some different family things. So my co-host, as always, from that championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh, uh, joining me tonight. And uh, Stephen, uh, it's our pleasure to bring on the head coach from the aforementioned University of Michigan-Dearborn. Chris Haltner is with us. Chris, Scott. And Stephen, with you tonight? How are you?
3: Good. How are you guys doing?
2: We're doing well. You sound good. How are things up in Michigan?
3: Good, good. It's actually, I was uh, just thinking about it. We're what less than a month away from from our first game, so it's uh, it's getting exciting, and kids are getting back on campus, so it's uh, it's a little buzz in the air around campus. We're excited about it, so should be should be fun and exciting this year.
2: Okay, before Stephen jumps in with questions, because I'll never get another one in.
3: <laughs>
2: anyway, I want to ask you. Uh, uh, I want to ask you a little bit about last season because um, I'm pretty close to Chad Berman uh, with my time in Arizona, and and Chad was really looking forward to getting up to Michigan again, his home state, and getting a chance to play you guys and Adrian. And uh, he said he set it up uh, in a, such a way that it would mirror kind of the uh, national tournament so a how do you take that Do you go like wow I, that's, that's kind of nice that people want to challenge us and b how much fun was it to uh, play that kind of competition kind of right out of the gun
3: no chad is a, is a great friend of mine um great guy and and to have that kind of competition right off the bat obviously i think you know i've been doing this for Oh, geez. 16 years now. And this, I think my 11th year as a head coach, you lose count after a while, but, um, you know, you want that competition because you want to give your players that kind of feel that kind of pressure and, um, Arizona well coached. Um, and and they came in and, and, uh, I, I believe we split with them, but, um, no, it's, it's awesome. And we always, we always kind of welcome that kind of, uh, you know, um, Talent to come up and play us, and you know it's. Uh, I don't care who you are. It's you know if if Arizona or or Liberty or even Adrian down the road or Indiana Tech or any of those kind of teams want to come play you, it's always it's always flattering, right? Like um, you always want to play the best competition, and if they want to play you and they're you know seeking you out, that means that you're you know I feel that you're doing something right. So um, for us, yeah, it's, it's you know it's a big deal. It's you know. Um, people see it as Arizona on the schedule and it's, it gets them excited. You know, they get to see someone else and someone and then in their conference, which um, <laughs> that never hurts, right? <laughs> yeah. We see a lot of, cause our conference, we play each other uh, four times each. So not too many openings for out uh, of conference games, but, um, no, it's, it's, it, they're always great tests and, uh, we had great games. And then I think we uh, played them in nationals, um, the year before. And then, uh, uh, we actually uh, ended up um, doing well, and, and they we gave them we gave them all we could, and, and then we ran into uh, the juggernaut of Lindenwood, who um, who that year I think went undefeated, and now they're NCAA D one. So, uh, no, we meet up quite a bit, even though far apart, we do meet up quite often. So it's pretty cool. All
2: right, Steven, you got some questions for Coach?
1: Yeah. So I guess just talk about your your journey to get to um, Michigan Dearborn I mean it's you've been there and this is gonna be what your tenth season there so you've been there a bit now um, what drew you to to come there and 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 this the years that you've had there
3: yeah no I was uh, I was actually after I finished playing I um, I was a goalie coach and I uh, started off uh, Mitch corn who was a goalie coach for the Nashville Predators at the time was running camps in Trenton, Michigan. And, uh, I, my assistant coach actually got me, um, and because he needed helpers. So I got in with Mitch, um, and was able to, um, go in there and, and, and help him out for, oh geez, a number of years. I worked with him and his, uh, top guy. And then what uh, ended up happening is I, uh, went over to U of M Dearborn. Um, someone I knew who was working with Mitch said that um, they could use a goalie coach. And so um, I went over there, talked to the head coach at the time, which was Dave Diebel, who played in the NHL um, for uh, a number of years. Um, and he uh, he actually played with Gordie Howe. He was a coach at the time. And so what happened was, is uh, he was like, yeah, come on. So I spent my first two years as a goalie coach and I, I remember I was nervous and I walked up to him and I go, I, I want to try being an assistant, just more, you know, something more than a goalie guy. And uh, he goes, all right, you're hired and, <laughs> and walked away. And uh, so I became an assistant. Uh, he left and uh, a coach came in by the name of Bobby Clauston, um, Unbelievable guy. Learned a lot from both of these guys. Uh, Bobby is there for, I believe, like two years. Um And then he stepped down and the uh, opportunity opened for the head coaching job. And I was, geez, I want to say I was probably like 27 when I applied for that, 26, 27, still young. And I ended up getting the job. And if you look at our, if you look at my record, my first two years, which I don't want you to do, we're, we're pretty, uh, (laughs) pretty, uh, below average. I think we finished like, uh, (laughs) I think we were like, uh, 18 and 16 or something like that. We struggled. And, uh, so it was a learning curve and then, uh, you know, got my feet wet, got the right, right people in there because, you know, hockey is one of those things you, you have to have, you know, assistance, you have to have the right people in certain positions. And, um, I was blessed to have that. So, um, you know, we kind of took the program from, um what well, you'd say quote unquote club um and made it what you guys were talking about earlier where it's that you know you almost get that little varsity ncaa feel a little bit that little bit of that sniff because we take it so seriously we you know we make sure that you know we have equipment managers we have their laundry lost ride for them every day they have their own rink on campus they have their own locker room they you know uh we travel first class we stay in nice hotels like so we tried to make it um as best we can and we're constantly growing and I think um kind of like what you guys were saying earlier it's just like um to do that you have to have a coach that has kind of that that vision and want and there's a lot of teams around the country in D one I even see it with D two like Drury University like these these coaches come in there and they know what it's supposed to be like and they uh they really do a good job of of making their program and their kids feel like they're playing at a higher level. And to be honest with you, like when I first started, like if you had a line of junior players on your team, you, you were it was great. Um, now, if you don't have 25 to 30 guys of, of top junior players, you're not making the tournament. I mean, it's just. It's The skill has changed so much, and these kids are going on and signing in the SP, some kids in the coast, and a lot of kids in the uh, FPHL. So it's it's becoming really good hockey, and it's uh, exciting to be a part of.
2: Chris, I grew up in uh, northern Minnesota, and of course, I'm in Minnesota right now. Um, and people talk about it being the state of hockey, but boy, there's some other states that have some really good, especially collegiate hockey. Michigan being them new york um being one of them massachusetts i mean you look around but um when you're looking at at players can you really tell the difference from state to state or are you just seeing so much raw talent across the board right now
3: you know michigan is a hockey hotbed it always has been so is minnesota right like kids out of there their high school is your, your guys high school is ridiculous i mean um (laughs) the skill that comes out of there but um yeah you know it's kind of getting spread across the board um it's just you know you see a a lot of uh, southern kids now who who got into the the roller hockey game that um you know junior hockey has kind of migrated south a little bit um so that usphl a lot of southern teams the na has some southern teams so um you know hockey's there, there's more opportunity for those kids so you're seeing kind of like um the talent level spread out more yes obviously michigan minnesota um and canada are going to be your your hotbeds still but it is growing and i mean you look at us we're we're mainly our, our kids come out of michigan but you know 25 percent of our team this year is canadian um and kids from all over and uh I mean, it's it's so funny because you go look at like a, an Adrian College, who's down the road from us, and their rosters, you know, really uh, Canadian heavy. Um, you look at Minot State, Canadian heavy, um, and then you go look at Liberty, and they have they have a mixture of everybody. So it's you know the, the talent's everywhere, um, and it's really growing, and uh, it's really great to see because it it helps out every team, and I think that's why the ACHA as a whole has gotten better because these teams you know in, in Missouri or down in Arizona, you know, they're still obviously getting their Canadian kids, but they're they're getting homegrown boys as well. I think UNLV, I think they have a couple of kids that are from Las Vegas. They have hometown boys and they're good players. So it's it's awesome. I, I think it's really growing outside of the powerhouses of the Minnesotas, the Michigans, stuff like that, and out on the East Coast. So
1: you mentioned some of the- Teams, you, you, as, a, as a as a, coach, I guess, do you, you kind of keep an eye on what other teams in the ACHA are doing, and obviously you're trying to recruit, other teams are trying to recruit, and and so how much do you, you pay attention to see what teams maybe out here west are doing or other parts of the ACHA to see where where you guys stack against uh, the, the best of the best in the league?
3: Oh, 100%. I think if any coach tells you that they're not looking and they don't care and they're just so <laughs> following what, what they want, they're lying to you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, No, I, I, I always keep a tab on it. Um, you know, there's so many great things with like, you know, Twitter and social media. So and you guys were talking about these teams that go out there and they have these great social medias or they have these great, you know, Liberty, Star Wars night, right. It's awesome. I I think we went down there and they, they whooped us right in a midnight game in front of like 5,000 people. So, but it's, it's really great to see because, um, you have these social media outlets so you can see what these teams are doing and you see these signings and it just looks awesome for, you know, obviously visually like kids want to go play these places, but then I look at, you know, always the top teams in the country, where are they getting their kids, what leagues are getting their kids from and, and stuff like, and then you kind of just want to almost mimic that. Um, and, you know, I mean, we've had surprisingly we've had luck out in western canada so the calgary area um and all sorts of all through, through like alberta um I, I got a kid from british columbia so like for some reason we have a niche out there but um you know it's you're you're always watching and it's funny because you'll be recruiting a kid and he'll be like ah yeah coach this isn't you know this isn't the place for me i, I think i'm gonna explore options I'd be lying to you if I said I'm not following that guy in elite prospects, waiting to see where he lands. <laughs> up and and it, and it happens, and it, and and it's fun, right? Like we've we've all we've all talked and joked around. I think as coaches, and you know he, he'll go somewhere, and you'll 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 call a coach and just be like really, and and he'll be like yeah. And, uh, it's it's fun though, and I think. um I think that's the fun part of it. Like right now we're already already recruiting for, you know, next year and we're kind of getting our stuff going. But I I think it's one of those things I'm 39 years old right now and I've been doing this for a long time. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be your last year, but it's it's that push, right? Like you get to nationals and you go, you know, I think it was 2018, we went down to the Frozen Four and lost to a really good Iowa State team in double overtime, right? And I was so close and it's just like, I want to, you want to get one. So it's just, you're hungry. So it's, it's the hunt that keeps you going. Right. And so it's fun. It's, it's really fun to do the off season and figure out where people are going and watch rosters come together. Like you were talking about UNLV. Um, they've just been, they've just been killing it with uh, top talent, um, them and Minot and, you know, the liberties, the Adrian's, the, they're just everybody else, those, those top 10 teams, top 15 teams, all really good jobs. So it, it should be a fun year.
1: You know, I was jo- I was, I joke with Scott during the summer here cause this was a long spring and everything with everything going on. And then I said, well, I'm going to take a summer hibernation, but uh, I never did that of course. But, uh, is it, is it interesting as a coach I guess there's never really a, an off season, right? Because you go from, it's almost like you guys are, it's almost like a lot of coaches are busier in the off season. Then the actual season, it's almost like when the season, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know the season is a grind and it's, it's a lot going on there, but it's like when it's the off season, it's like, that's where the work really begins to build the roster for next year. Maybe a couple of years down the road, you're building schedules, doing all that throughout the year, but the off season it ramps up the, the the stuff.
3: Yeah. And and that's like, I'm saying like, it's now you got to recruit, you know, sooner. It's almost like a, it's a year round thing. Right. So we're, we're constantly, um, we're constantly, uh, you know, recruiting and, and, and looking for players now, like one of my assistant coaches, he's, that's his full time. That's like his, his gig, right? Like, yes, he helps us out on the ice and stuff like that, but his thing is recruiting. Um, so it's, you know, finding out what you need for next year, what you're losing, whether it's a senior or whatever, and you lose kids day internships sometimes, but yeah, it's, um, it doesn't stop. You might take like a, a week off after the season, Um, but after that, it's, it's right back into it. So, um, it's becoming, it's becoming a lot more than it used to be. And I think that's a really good thing. I think that means that the ACHA is trending in a great direction because that just means it's becoming more competitive because it's really a rat race when you're really trying to get these, these high end players. Well, so is 60, 70 other teams, you know, so it's, um, it's hard. And, um, we all, we all work really hard to, to try to get these kids. And, um, it just comes down to whoever has the best sales. Pitch.
1: See, Scott, it's okay. See, Scott, it's okay to take a week or two off. In the off season. Oh, I no, it isn't. Somebody. No, it isn't. No, it isn't.
2: You don't get to be the best by taking a week off. That's not, I'm kidding. Of course. I'm kidding. Of course. But, um, Chris, one of the things that's interesting to me is with the pandemic, a lot of people told us that uh, that would be the death nail for a lot of college hockey programs. And certainly um, the ACHA was part of it because they said, you know what, Um, it's going to be too expensive and uh, too much of a risk factor and all that. And obviously, just look around, uh, it's gotten bigger, the NCAA, the ACHA, nobody's really fallen apart. It's It's continued to grow. So the interesting thing and the question I have for you is uh, the NCAA coaches will tell me there's never enough stalls. And uh, with the extra year that was given with COVID and stuff, that kind of aged out some guys. And how did that affect you guys? And uh, was it as good as I think it was for ACHA teams to pick up maybe some talent that they might not have gotten in the past?
3: Yeah. So COVID was, it was one of those scary things for us because, right. I mean, anyone in the ACHA, um, it's, it's the unknown. So, and, and when schools are cutting budgets, usually the first thing they cut is the athletic programs. Right. Um, and hockey being the most expensive programs, like sometimes that's a no brainer. Um, but, uh, no, our school was wonderful. They, the, you know, they stuck with it and it was tough. Um, you know to you know keep keep people positive and you, you kind of get like hybrid seasons like some teams were playing we weren't um, so that's kind of tough to watch um, and our you know you had to deal with the players on your team wondering why you're not playing and you have to let them know that it's from administration or higher up and there's nothing we can do about it um, but you know I, I think that's a good thing and 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 COVID I did see. Um, after COVID ended, I you know talking what you were saying is like um, NCAA guys looking for that extra year. Um, I did see quite a few of that. Um, you know, guys guys transferring and stuff, and it almost created something um, a little bit uh, where where guys saw that because it, maybe it's just me. I could be wrong, but I saw more of that. Um, and I think I'll use UNLV as an example. A lot, of, and they had a couple NCAA guys transfer um, to the school, uh, last year. So it's, you know, it might've opened a little bit of a door. Um, even if it's just a crack, that's, that's, that's good enough. Right. And, uh, so you see that a lot, um, now where, you know, NCAA D3 guys are coming to, uh, I've got two of them this year that just transferred back home. So, um, it's, it's really cool to see. And, uh, you know, they, they come here and, and I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them said, you know, it's, it's it, it, the hockey system. It's it's better than they thought it would be. Um, so that's it's it's a really cool thing, and it's great for us and great for ACHAD one.
2: All right, let me follow that one up real quick, uh, Stephen. With I want to get into your schedule a little bit, Chris, as well. But mm-hmm. um, when you look at um, playing in the national tournament and everybody will tell you almost to a man that it's the hardest tournament to win. I know Greg Powers has told me that Rick Zombo. Um, You go down the list of guys that have won that and, and they talk about building their schedule and building the the preparation for that gauntlet that happens in March every year. Uh, When you look at building your schedule and I know you've got a ton of great teams right around you, but how important is it for you to Play top competition. And uh, I'll give you a little word here. Uh, Kirk Liberty told me that, uh, Kirk Liberty, <laughs> Kirk Handy at Liberty, how about that? Um, hmm. Told me that he would rather have a near 500 schedule against the top teams than a dominant schedule or a dominant record in uh, a weaker schedule.
3: Yeah, I support that a thousand percent. Um, so, you know, when we went to the Final Four or Frozen Four, or whatever you want to call it, semifinals for the national tournament back, early I believe 2018, they said um, we we're actually in between conferences then, so we went as an independent. And every weekend, I, I mean, I should I should go back to that schedule and actually pull it up <laughs> um, because it was it was an absolute it was an absolute gauntlet. It was. It was uh, Indiana Tech, Robert Morris, Stony Brook. Uh, we played Stony Brook and then came back and played Adrian College. Like we drove back on a bus and played, I, I think we got off and played Adrian College. And that weekend I knew we had something because we played Utah. I'm looking it up right now. It was November. We played Utah. We beat Utah. Beat Stony Brook and swept them at Stony Brook. Who, Stony Brook was amazing that year. They were really good and um Dunn came back and beat adrian college on a tuesday by getting home monday morning like five oh, in the morning and we beat adrian college five three and adrian was great and then we went on and uh you know just just had a great record i think you know we finished that year uh 30 30 and four was our record and it was just we just played juggernauts whole year and um our two things happen. A, your guys look forward to it, right? Like our players were excited for every single game that happened because it wasn't just a conference game, right? It was like a big. It was someone you know that we wanted to see. So your guys get up for that, um but then it gets you ready for nationals. And you're right, like Kurt's right, like he's a great guy. I love him, and he says he said to me all the time, he's like. You can go play pushovers and come into the national tournament in the top ten, and your record could be thirty and zero. You're going to play your first game, and you're going to be on your bus, and you're going to be back home because your guys have to play four games and four nights, or you know, five games and five nights. Sometimes you know you get a, you get a day off if you're a top team, but it's it's not easy. And um, I mean. Like I said, I was we were so close to winning, and that's one of the drives that keeps it going. Like, you know, to get that close and lose in double overtime, and we were ranked number two in the country that whole year, right behind uh, Lindenwood, who was number one, I believe it was Lindenwood who was number one. But um, and then Lindenwood lost, um, so it would have been us and not, But yeah, that your schedule is everything, and um, I'll tell you, it's like, you know, I. If you don't have that, you get a rude awakening. Your players get even more rude awakening when they go into a national tournament because it's something different than they've ever experienced.
2: Okay, so this year's schedule, as I look at it, um, it started off with just a couple of games in September, and then things really get rolling, though, right? I mean, November, December, and then the second half, uh, you guys really kick it up a notch, if you will and uh build towards that um that conference tournament and then the national tournament so as a coach is that kind of the way you like to see it or did it just work out that way
3: um you know generally like you like to start your season obviously like you want to get someone in who's a who's a non-conference opponent right um that's that's the idea and no so it's with our with our conference it's, it's computer generated right so um unfortunately we don't get to pick how it shapes out but um no i i i like this year's schedule um you know teams like concordia they're they're on the rise right i I, they're they're becoming a really good team aquinas is always a good team um you know cleary's on the rise indiana Tech's always a top 10 team right and we always just have dog fights lawrence tech made the national tournament last year they're a great hockey team and these these teams are just getting better and better so um you love to see that and uh you know and then we always got the adrian college on there who's who's a a rivalry of ours um we got to do our part to keep that rivalry going because it's not much of a rivalry if you don't beat them so (laughs) we we got to start we got to start giving giving gary (laughs) gary a little bit of a challenge down there again but um, no, it, it, it's good. It's good to see this in, in the WAC when it first started out. Some of these teams, right, um, weren't ranked or known in the ACHA D1 because some of them were, you know, D2 teams or whatever. Um, and they really kind of came in and made a statement. So it's nice to see our conference growing um, and heading in the right direction. Uh, so I, I, I really like how, how that's trending. But yeah, this schedule this year, like with it being more um second uh second semester heavy um if you will is is better for us i i really like that um you know uh one of the things they we have to switch in here is we added davenport in there so um davenport's you know with phil sweeney back at the helm there um i think they'll be back to their ways um i'm really happy to hear him come back but uh yeah i mean you gotta get as much as you can. I go we go Indiana Tech, Indiana Tech, Lawrence Tech, Lawrence Tech and then the WAC tournament. So we're playing two of the you know, biggest dogs in our conference really, um, right before the tournament. So so that's huge. So exciting to to see how that goes. Um and get our guys get our guys battle hardened, I guess, before the WAC tournament and then uh get ready for nationals. But nationals is just it's just such a beast. Like you you think you have all the pieces to the puzzle in the off season, right? Like that's what the hope is, and then you get there and you just whether it's sometimes injuries, it's just it's just hard. You know, it's a really they were right. I mean, um, Greg Powers is absolutely correct with uh, it's the hardest tournament to win. It's it's a gauntlet.
1: So I look over the schedule and I see that most of these weekends it's home and away. So how cold is that? I know a lot of these schools are also based in Michigan or, or the travel's not extreme, but but how how difficult is that to uh, to kind of have these schedules where you play at home, you start with, and then you p- play away? Or, you know, a lot of these teams, they do weekend sets where they're in one city, you know, they play a weekend set, but it seems like you guys bounce back and forth, do the home and home thing. How much of a challenge is that, or uh, really even a challenge?
3: Uh, yes and no. I mean, it, it, you want the overnight trips, um, just everything's gotten so expensive, right? Um, so, so, so cost has went up and everything, especially buses. Like some of my buses for my local trips have doubled the price that they used to be. Um, but the weekend trips, like where we do a home and home, um, my guys get at least to go back and sleep in their own bed. You know what I mean? Um, but I think there is a big emphasis on, uh, you know, the overnight trip where, you know, they get to team bond on a, you know six hour bus ride and then, or, or six hour plus bus ride and then stay in a hotel and, um, hang out with their friends for a weekend and play a hockey game. Um, so, you know, like for us, like the one year, uh, the, the going down to Liberty was huge. Um, what an amazing experience we had down there. Um, first class all the way. So, uh, with, with their program, like Kurt, they do an amazing job. So those kind of road trips we obviously want and stuff like that. Um, I don't think it hurts us. We've, we've talked about in our conference about doing where it's like for Indiana tech, where we'd go down there and stay the night, but the cost just doesn't work out. It's actually cheaper to do a home and home. So, um, but it is something we've talked about, but at the end of the day, sometimes the guys just want to get back into their own bed, you know, and settle in and get ready for tomorrow. So, and
1: and most of the teams you play are, are, it's pretty easy bus travel like what's what's the furthest you guys travel i mean I, i'm trying to get familiar with this part of the country geography wise but i mean it just seems like it's not too bad obviously a lot of these teams are based kind of in michigan too so or, or at least near there so it's not too bad right
3: yeah in years past we go to stony brooks so that's a that's you know 12 hours <laughs> uh liberty was i think 10 or 11 um but these ones the furthest one we have right now is about three and a half hours which would be down to indiana Attack, so three hours mm-hmm. give or take with traffic um, so nothing really terrible. We go to the west side of the state, so that's two and a half, three hours. Um, it gets a little lengthy because sometimes we have to go through, you know, on like a Saturday if we're going to Grand Rapids, you kind of have to go through uh, East Lansing, and that's where Michigan State State is, and if they have a football game at home, traffic can be kind of a bear out there, but yeah, not too, <laughs> not too bad, not too bad of uh, travel. You get home and then I think that makes everyone happy, right? The kids want to see you, so it's good.
1: Do you like? Do you like when? Uh, one other thing about this is: Do you like it when you start at the away place and then have the second the back game at home, or do you like it better when you start at home and then you travel the second day and go there? Is, is, is there any preference on that, or does it not? Does that no, mean, great,
3: great question. Um, obviously, we're at, at away at Oakland for the first game because our homecoming is on Saturday. Um, I for the first game of the season, I always love to be home. I don't like to be on the road. Uh, right away uh but uh you know for me i don't know i i used to love playing on friday night at home and then away on saturday but now since i had kids it's like i want to be home on saturday and i want to be sitting on a bus and getting home at on sunday <laughs> at like one in the morning <laughs> so uh, it's kind of nice to be home on saturday and get into my bed by you know 11 or 11 or 12 instead of getting into my bed at two or three um, but I mean, I, I, I like being at home on, uh, um, uh, you know, Saturdays, it kind of flip-flopped as I got older. So,
2: okay. I want to talk a little bit about your, uh, your roster and, you know, obviously Steven and I can't keep up with everybody, but some of the names, uh, kind of jump out at me. And, um, I look at them and I go, man, oh man, uh, this team looks really solid just from what I can see on paper, but is there a strength? And is there an area you want to see improve before the uh, end of the season, Chris?
3: Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I, I think our offense. Right, I hope we, <laughs> I hope we recruited the right way, and um, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> time will tell, right? Yeah, it's always a hope because I've had years where I'm like, oh, this is going to be great, and then you get out there and you're like, oh, geez. Um, but uh, no, our offense. I think we need to we need to boost that up. Um, but defensively, like, I'm really, really um, impressed with our d man this year. Like, even if you want to lead prospects, they still don't have all our players on there yet. There's a couple of keys missing. But, um, yeah, from, like, the goaltending to the defense to the forwards, like, I feel we kind of uh, rounded our team. Um, last year was tough. We, we didn't have a very big roster at all. And we just had kids go back to juniors last minute and all that kind of stuff. So our offense was really weak. So that was our thing that we wanted to really boost up, right? Like, obviously, you got the Brendan West of the world and the Joey Cullians and the Amishas and all those kind of people, Bailey Bird. But uh, we need people. We need more than that. Um, And I, I feel at this level, you almost need three and a half lines, four lines that can all contribute, right? Um, and, and we, we got lucky last year with, with some stuff. Our guys worked extremely hard, but, uh, we didn't want to go through that again. So hopefully our offense is going to be, be better this year.
2: All right. I want to throw one more in regarding this, and it's not specifically about your team, but, um, what I've noticed, Chris, uh, with the improvement of all the players at the younger levels. And I look at some teams like, uh, our, Team USA, national teams, whether it be the the 17 or under 17, under 18 or 19, whatever. But it seems to me that there are so many talented hockey players that deserve spots on that roster. And then you see them go, and this doesn't, it's going to sound critiquing, but I'm not really critiquing. I'm just making a comment. Um, When they get into the national scene, it looks like, man, could they have not used maybe some more... Grit, or maybe some more role players? And is it hard when you have so much talent to, to put these guys together and make it a winning team?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think what you want to do, obviously, when you're building these teams is, you know, you look at, like, a, let's say you do an ACHA team for USA, like, there's so many talented players, right? And you want to take all these high end players, but at the end of the day, like, when when gary and frank went over um overseas for to for uh the world is a world cup of college hockey or whatever it was right yep uh and then won a gold medal um brendan west was a part of that team he i think he was a leading scorer and um brendan west led the whole country but you know the thing is is like they had 25 brendan west on their team you know and it's they, they built a really, really good team um, and they did it the right way. And that's why they had success, right? A, Gary um, and Frank, uh, tremendous coaches, right? Um, and they did a phenomenal job. Hats off to them. And, and they were, you know, the team they put together, like they won because they did it the right way. And, uh right way and well coached and they had a perfect recipe to win so they i think they kind of had the balance you know um size speed um and i watched the games and they were just relentless and so it was nice to watch it was great to see it's great for usa hockey um it's great for the achA and our guys to get over there and experience something like that like brendan West who played in the n a before coming to us, he played for Amarillo Bulls. He said it was the best experience he's ever had in, in the hockey. Um, so that's hats off to, you know, the ACHA for getting that together. It's hats off to to the coaching staff for, for making that experience so memorable for them. And, um, no, it's just a, it's a really cool thing. So I think you you just got to find the balance. It's, I, it's a stupid cliche thing to say, but it's like Herb Brooks did, right? <laughs> like Right. He gets, yeah. he gets the right people. You know, you see teams that you're like, You know, you've looked at Canada's roster where they have stud after stud after stud. It doesn't work. You know, it's been proven. So you got to get a good balance, good core.
2: Yeah, good stuff. Um, So I want to give you a minute or two just to talk a little bit about your campus and uh, make a sales pitch if you want. Just uh, (laughs) tell the people out there. What makes your campus special? I mean, the reason I do this is I I, I want to do it so, or we do it with Stephen and I. Um, we want to see like a like a thumbnail of every little school, and people can pick it out. But what what would you tell people that uh, are thinking about uh, UM Dearborn?
3: No, I mean, look i have been there for 16 years, and I'm not making Jim Harbaugh money. So obviously, <laughs> the uh, the school the school is, is is tremendous. I mean, you graduate from us, you get a Michigan degree, right? And and uh, not only that. You're going to come there, you're going to have your own rink on campus. The only two teams that skate out of there are our men's team and our women's team. We have no one else overshadowing you. Um, and attached to our, our rink, we have our weight room and then all our faculty is up there. So you have our athletic director, our secretary, our uh, compliance officers, our um, academic support team is up there. We have everything you would need in one building. Um, for all your academic success and on assess. Um, and the fact that, you know, I mean, we take care of our players, um, just like everyone else, but I mean, their stuff's washed, dried, hung up for them every day. They don't touch a thing. I want their focus to be on academics and, you know, hockey. And, uh, we allow them to do that through, you know, we have four equipment managers, um, and they work extremely hard. Um, last year we had, one kid who did it actually and he uh, he did an amazing job so you know their skates are done for them every day they don't touch a thing and uh, if you're looking for that experience that's going to make you feel like a college hockey player like it's a place to be because you're not driving to a local rink your camp your rink is right on campus across the street from the dorms uh, michigan degree beautiful campus um, and the great thing is you can drive down the road watch the red wings or you can drive 30 minutes down the road and go to the big house, our guys go to Michigan football games and being a student athlete um, at campus, you get free season tickets for football. So it's, you get a lot of perks. And I think that separates us from a lot of schools um, to say that we have our own rank, to say that we're funded by our our university. Um, And then to have those two, you know, amenities of downtown Detroit and, and not only that, but then in Arbor to go, you know, experience a football game or a game at Yoast if we have an off weekend. Those, those give you opportunities. And then the Michigan degree, which, like, I've been everywhere, blessed to be everywhere around the country, and I always see people in Michigan sweatshirts. So, and you, you can go into Canada and you can go to Calgary, and people will be wearing a Michigan hat. It's it's a university that's known around the world, and whether it says Dearborn or not, it's still Michigan. So, um. It, it, uh, it's a great degree, great program, great hockey team. You're going to have a chance for, you know, to compete in nationals every year, a chance to win our league every year and go to playoffs. So what more could you ask for?
1: That Does it include a free Little Caesars pizza? Because I know that's, that's big out that way.
3: Boy, you don't want Little Caesars pizza. No, no, no. no that, have- is, that, <laughs> that, is,
1: that is true. That is true. Yeah, it is true. There, but there is to, better – to- but. Uh, but but it is big out it's based in Detroit, so I It know. is.
3: You need to go to Buddy's Pizza. It's, oh
2: there we that. go. Buddy's there we pizza go. Is we, better. Just uh we go got a local city. shout out. I love it. There <laughs> you go.
3: Yeah, I want I don't know if they're listening, but if they are they can give me free pizza. Well we're <laughs> so. it,
2: it we're downloadable so they can listen to it forever if they want. Chris, thanks Absolutely. so much for spending some time with us. Uh uh, thanks for being a partner with us as well because uh this is what makes it all go. And hopefully we can do a great service for you guys and help you recruit and help you find some corporate partners and more than uh, more than anything, uh help keep that spirit alive where the fans wanna be there and watch your games. And it sounds like things are under control. Uh pretty much you more uh you am Dearborn. And I hope to be out there and uh and catch a game or two sometime.
3: Yeah, if you guys are ever out there, uh, please let me know. I'd love to uh, love to catch up with you guys, and thank you for having me on here, and I really appreciate everything.
2: We'll catch up to you, of course, you. during the season, so best of luck this year, okay?
3: All right, thank you, guys.
2: All right, that's the head coach from UM-Dearborn, uh, the Wolverines. That's uh, Chris Haltner joining us tonight. And uh, Steve and I will be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. We'll be right back.
1: And no Little Caesars Pizza on the horizon either.
2: (laughs) No, you you got that Now, hold on a minute. You get thrown out for that? You get thrown out for for mispronouncing Sault Ste. Marie? (laughs) This is once a show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back.
0: Hey, we got to get listeners somehow. (laughs) Absolutely. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to ugahockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Women's hockey is one of the fastest-growing sports in the country and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville women's hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to maryvillesaints.com. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on local rivals, Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers, Missouri State, Illinois State, Colorado State, as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to gomary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. When you put on that Central Oklahoma jersey you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom two-time ACHA M1 national champions four-time WCHL champions, and named a best in the West College by US News and World Report UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience our Edmond Oklahoma campus which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W-1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at women's d one lsuachahockeycom and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State women's hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. As a premier ACHA M1 University, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today.
4: Oklahoma Hockey. The action you crave, only faster. Visit us at OUHockey.net for scheduling and ticket information, whether it's season tickets, group outings for 15 or more, or just a single game ticket. Senior tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students are free with their IDs. Youth hockey players are also free if they come wearing their jerseys. If you can't make it to the Arctic Ice Arena to watch the Sooners, you can also support the Crimson and Cream by visiting our hockey shop by clicking the shop link at OUHockey.net.
0: As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM one Hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you Visit SDSUHockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast, and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty. In over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit Maryville.edu.
4: Welcome back to another segment of ITHW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast.
2: Indeed, it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Stranded with you tonight from Bloomington, Minnesota. Where I believe it's raining outside <laughs> after a, a beautiful day today, but the, uh, the storms move through and hopefully they're done for the night. My co host is always Stephen Marsh from that beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada, where it never rains. It's always sunshine and beautiful weather. Stephen, how are you?
1: I'm doing just fantastic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I figured you were still. Uh, anyway, um, you know the drill. We don't have much time left, but every time we have a guest on, I hear things, you hear things. What did you hear from Chris Haltner tonight that uh, got you excited about what's going on at Michigan-Dearborn?
1: Well, I, I, as I say time and time again, I just love coaches that really – I mean, not to say that every team – but we, as we've talked about, more more. Te- teams. put more, some teams put in more effort than other teams, and it just – you know just love what they're they're trying to do and how important it is to to win and to you know kind of get that that championship they were obviously close a few years ago didn't get it and they want to get back to that um and and that opportunity the last couple of years they've they've kind of been in that 16 17 bubble which is a tough spot to be in because you might win the first game but then the next day you got to play the number 1 team so that that is a very uh, tough task uh, So you you probably don't want that if you want to make a, a deep run. I'm not saying that's impossible, but um, so obviously this year they want to play, have a much better uh ranking. And I think they they can do that. Um, they have some great, great pieces. And, you know, I just it's it's real exciting, you know, and the, and the pitch that he gave about, you know, you can you still can be part of the, the Michigan culture, you know, be. Even though it's Michigan Dearborn, it's it's a subset of Michigan, the main university, but uh, it still has that name behind it, and and uh, and we know how um, well versed that is in sports, college athletics, and in in academics. So um, that that's a cool thing, and and it's just uh, it's it's interesting to learn more about these parts because I'm, I guess you could call me a city boy. I mean, I've been in in Vegas on the West Coast a lot, and it's kind of interesting to, to hear about some of these other programs, which we've seen and I've seen in the ACHA in the last few years, but to really get to know some of these programs a little bit more has been, has been really cool and I've, I've enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. I think you uh, stole my thunder because I was going to say the, uh, that are you sure the thunder's
1: that- not outside your window? It <laughs> could be, <laughs>
2: but, but anyway, um, the, the conversation about the university and every university that I hear about and every university I go to, it's like, Everybody's got a little uniqueness, but you know what? They have two things in common. They have a desire to win a championship, which is usually second to none on on their uh, goal chart. And then I really think the coaches that are bought in, and uh, certainly Chris is another one, that uh, not only do they share thoughts and and uh, you know want to learn from other coaches, but they respect every other coach in the league. And that's something that, I think just continues to grow and grow and grow, especially with the ACHA. And, uh, you know, now with the AAU coming up and uh, becoming a force as well, certainly in the Southeast, um, you know, that's that's something. That's how you grow it. Um, kids want to go there and they want to have a great experience and they want to win. And if your coach isn't bought in 100%, um, it, it's hard to accomplish that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you you have to be bought into what you're trying to do, to have success. And and the thing about it is, you can have great talented players, and certainly that is important. But that alone isn't going to win you a championship. I mean, I think about uh, you know team like UNLV last year, and they were a really good team, had really good players. But uh, you know, I just think they they lack something, which is why they didn't get to get to where they wanted to get to. And and other teams, they they wanted it more and they had more of that uh as well so it's 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 very tough I mean only one team at the end of the the season can call themselves a champion and as you mentioned it's very tough to win the ACHA tournament uh but um you know I think if you have that determination to do so then I think you certainly have a shot to do it and and uh, they'll be they'll be in the mix no question
2: yeah, I totally agree with you. It's great to have them as partners. And that's that's what I dreamed this would look like. Um, we're getting there. We're almost uh, full. I think we've got one spot left on the women's side and maybe six or seven on the men's side. But that that's what you want. You want guys that are out of their program, that want to talk about their program, that want to grow the game, that want to uh, win championships, that want to see success in, in both academics and on the ice. And certainly they want their players to leave with a great experience. And when you talk about, and and, and he touched on it about the, the trip to Romania, and we talked about it earlier this year um, with Gary tallis and Michael Rivera and, and Frank Costafaro and the job that they did. But those kids left with an experience they will never forget. And I think that's what is most important to what we're doing is you, if you can grow the game and give the guys a great experience, then you've done your job. Absolutely. All right. Take it away, my friend
1: from the summer Skate studios. This is the American collegiate hockey top podcast presented by ice time, hockey, Liberty university. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M one program on the East coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce, we're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf, reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildCatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in style. San Diego State Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey. As well as a top flight education at SDSU.edu and SDSUHockey.com. Jets Pizza, not Little Caesars Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com <laughs> to find one of our over 400 <laughs> locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the West.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcasts all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show.
2: Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to the head coach from Michigan Dearborn, the men's division one. Uh, head coach Chris Haltner, for joining us tonight. Uh, great to have the as partners. Oh, it's great to spread it across the country, and we need more. We need more from the East. We need more from the the Midwest. We can use a couple more from the West.
1: As, as I told you, let's before, fill this up. got to become Ice Time Hockey America instead of. Ice yeah, time I like West. that.
2: I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we want to do that. All right, we'll say good night for Little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody.
1: Take care, everyone.